Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back to the Today's the Day podcast for a mini episode. I'm Megan Telpner, and joining me in this episode is my husband, Josh Gatalis, a functional medicine practitioner. If you haven't met me, I'm the founder of the Academy of Culinary Nutrition, where we run a flagship 14-week certification program in culinary nutrition. If you're interested, I would love for you to check us out at culinarynutrition.com forward slash program. In this episode, Josh and I are chatting about how to make meal prep wildly easy. And one of the ways we love best is bringing a little person into the kitchen to help us. And he just happens to be right here. Tell me, Mr. Finn, what is your favorite job to do in the kitchen? Cook. What do you like to cook? Pad Thai. Really? What do you love about Pad Thai? Noodles. Now tell me, when you're helping us cook, what are some of the jobs you like to do? Mix. You like to mix? Do you ever cut anything? I sometimes do. Yeah, okay. Do you want to say, hey everybody, enjoy the episode? Hey everybody, enjoy the episode. I think there's a couple really big things that derail people for the dinnertime meal. And one is lack of preparation. Yes, for sure. Well, food prep is like one of your specialties. And the blood sugar crash at the end of the day. When you get home, you have no plan, you're starved, and you let it go too long. Yeah. And then you usually just binge on potato chips or a box of crackers or something that's going to get that blood sugar elevated right away. Absolutely. Another one of our little tricks we do is to always have our greens prepared. So that's part of our meal prep that we do on Sundays, but to always have basically salad greens ready to go and always have a dressing prep. So no matter what the meal is, the salad or the raw vegetable component is already taken care of. And that's a really, really simple thing to do. A salad dressing takes maybe three minutes to mix. Uh, Washing a head of lettuce, not bought in a package plastic, please. But a full head of lettuce takes under a minute to cut off the bottom, throw it in your salad spinner, immerse with water, dump the water, spin it, and you're done. So take that five minutes in advance, and then you have salad basically ready to go for the week. Now, just as a simple tip, I would say, first of all, stay away from any prepared salad dressing. They're all like horrible, terrible ingredients. Speaking of terrible oils. uh, With a few exceptions. But for if you really just want to use your own you know, covering for salad, just put a little olive oil on and a squeeze of lemon and a little sea salt and you're done. One of my favorite dressings mm-hmm. that everybody loves is mix. So it's taking basically what Josh said, but we're elevating it slightly, but taking a little bit of tahini, a little bit of Dijon mustard, a little bit of tamari, either some olive oil or flax oil, and then either a little bit of lemon juice or a little bit of cider vinegar. And you can put that in a mason jar and just shake it up. And you may have to balance the ratios a little bit to get the desired consistency and flavor. But those simple ingredients, no blender needed, no measuring needed, you'll find your flow with it. And that dressing goes great on everything. Can I ask you a very important question? Oh, yes. You've written two, well, one and a half cookbooks, right? Why one and a half? And uh, it's not really a cookbook. No, it's, it's like a, a lifestyle yeah. guide with recipes. That would be correct. Yeah. And for the recipe you just gave us, you yes. used the, the measurement quote a little bit. Right. About seven times. <laughs> well, so 
if you're the person who wants measurements, there's a tahini dressing in the end diet cookbook oh. that has some more accurate. But the reason why I'm saying just a little yeah. bit is like it's maybe a couple tablespoons of each ingredient, less mustard than oil, but you kind of mix, put in the oil and then you add the things to the oil until you get the desired flavor is kind of the way to go with it. And if you're making salad dressing for 10 people, that family of 10 for salads can be different than if you're making just for yourself for the week. And like anything, cooking is a skill. So for those of you who are listening and you've never made your own salad dressing before, follow a recipe the first five to 10 times, and then you're going to know how to crack it. Yeah. Probably with a salad dressing, I'd go with two to three times to follow the recipe. If you're following recipe 10 times for the same dressing, then someone's not cooking mindfully. Okay. The other thing that I like to suggest is if you do have other people in, in your household, no matter the age, get everyone in the kitchen while you're preparing dinner, if possible. So if you have school-age kids and they need to do some homework, have them sit with you while they're doing their homework, have conversations with them as you're cooking. If possible, give them some jobs to do to help with dinner. But it's an amazing opportunity to connect with the people in your home after everyone's been sort of out in the world for the day. And again, even with our three-year-old, he's in his tower with us. Sometimes he's tearing lettuce. Sometimes he's being a torrent, but he's there with us as we're cooking. And it's amazing how much just absorbs in by being present with it. We're going to dive into some meal ideas now. And we're going to kind of go on a hierarchy here, starting with some of the most simple, easy, quick options when you're really in a time pinch moving all the way to a 17-course meal. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can you imagine eating a 17-course <laughs> meal? Like you probably could do it. Uh, I maybe. I you. don't even know. Um, but yeah, just moving more complex and, and more time-consuming. And we're going to talk about each stage along the way. Right. So the easiest meal is the one you pull from your own freezer. And what you're pulling from your freezer is a meal you made last week or last month from scratch. So preparing either a double batch of something or saving some to have later is a really, really effective strategy. Or batch cooking. Or batch cooking. But something to keep in mind, most recipes in most cookbooks are prepared for four to six servings. So if you're a single person, you don't have to cook as much because you can freeze a lot more or you can half the recipe if you don't want so much extra. But What's really important, and we do this at least once a week, we have a meal we can pull from the freezer. And so every week we're also replenishing our freezer meal by making something that is freezable. So some of our favorite freezer meals are, uh, we call it a bolognese, but a pasta sauce that for us, we, we eat meat. So it has some ground beef in it, but you can do this with, with black beans or chopped tempeh. It's just basically a meat sauce or a vegan type meat sauce. But with a couple, we use a jar. I usually do a double batch, but with some crushed tomatoes, a whole bunch of vegetables, carrots, onion, garlic, mushrooms, red and green pepper. And I just simmer all of that for about two hours. And then we'll have that as a meal. And then I'll usually freeze two or three portions. And for our family, one mason jar frozen is, an, is another full portion for everybody. So that's one of our favorites, the shepherd's pie. Now, the rest there is a recipe in the End Diet Cookbook for this, but you know, find the one you love most. This is a great one. It does take a bit of prep time, but it's such a satisfying freezer meal. So when you are making it, make make two, make the one you're going to serve that night or that weekend as the case may be and one to freeze because oftentimes it's no more effort or no dramatic amount of effort to double it up. And when you take a shepherd's pie out of the freezer, you take it out in the morning, pop it in the oven when you get home so it warms while you're sort of unwinding from the day and you have a full, hearty, complete one dish meal. 
What about soups, Josh? I love a good soup. What did we have for lunch today just before we recorded this? We had some soup and gluten-free fresh sourdough bread a la the bradista Megan. Right, I do make bread, but the focus here was supposed to be the soup. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of soup was it? It was a broccoli, yeah, broccoli soup. Yeah. Yeah, it was delicious. It was a cream of broccoli soup. Yeah. I did not use a recipe for this, so there is a recipe on my blog, but what had happened was I'd gone grocery shopping and then Josh had to run out and get like one more thing we forgot and I think broccoli was probably looking nice and fresh. So he bought more broccoli. So we had more broccoli we were going to consume in a week. So I threw into the pot some onions, carrots, celery, all the broccoli and some wild leeks that we had in the freezer. Broccoli stems too. And the stems. Yeah. yeah, That's a great way to use the stems. I simmered that until everything was fork tender and then just blended it up. And I actually added a little bit of cashews to make it creamy. I added a little bit of smoked paprika and some sea salt. And that was it. Did you take like kind of that woody part off the stems or does the whole stems go in that type Yes, of soup? I peel off the okay. woody, the woody clarifying for outer everyone. bit. Yeah. So I make that soup and freeze it. So whenever you're freezing soups or anything liquidy, you want to leave what they call headroom about two inches at the top. A really simple way to avoid the cracking of the jar is to freeze things with jars lying on their sides. Because the way they crack is that it expands. And with mason jars, they have that narrow mouth at the top. And so as liquid moves up, it can cause that pressure to bust that jar open. And there's nothing more heartbreaking than pulling food you prepped out of the freezer and having been cracked. And one of the other ones is a burger. So you can do meat burgers. You can do veggie burgers. I have on my blog recipe for veggie tater tots. It was also part of everyday culinary nutrition course. And these are just great because I do a double batch of them. We have a couple fresh for dinner that night and then I'll freeze them. And those are amazing ones to pull out at lunchtime for Finn. We talked about them in a previous episode as well. If dinner's not going well, I know that I have one of those available. So it's just to have something really healthful, nutritious as more of a backup meal, especially with with little ones. So that's our, those are some of our go-to freezer meals. I hope you enjoyed that and picked up a few tips. There was a lot of recipes thrown down, a lot of ideas, a lot of ways to make meal prep easy. Now, before we go, I want you to meet one of our special culinary nutrition expert graduates. You know that feeling you get when you feel you've done something meaningful and you feel a sense of accomplishment and empowerment and excitement and you're ready to dance in every street corner because you feel so proud of yourself? Well, that's exactly how I felt when I finished the 2015 CNE program. My name is Melissa. I did this program from Montreal in Canada. And the best part is that it didn't feel like it was an online course at all because I was learning, cooking, and sharing with a wonderful group of like-minded people who believe that we can change the world from the power of our kitchens. And that was a great treat. I'm sure you will feel the exact same way when you finish the program. I even made a little dance video at the end of it all to celebrate my accomplishment. It went something like, boom, boom, chakalaka, boom, 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 chakalaka, boom. Go do the CNE program. You won't regret it. All right, friends, if you are feeling inspired by this episode, by our graduate story, I want you to head over to culinarynutrition.com forward slash program. Our program starts in September. Registration is opening very soon. And you know what? I think you should be there with us. I think you should be part of our 2022 class. Check it out and let us know if you have any questions. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye, everybody. Bye.